There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. This song is called Estoy Cansado de Estar Pelado. <laughs> trabajo, trabajo, trabajo. Trabajo de noche y día. The bills still ain't paid todavía. Estoy cansado de estar pelado. LB, 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 LB. Cuido. Me levanto a las seis, un cafecito a trabajar, uno de los tres trabajos que me ayudan a bregar. I swallow my pride and say yes, sir, porque estar pelado no está en nada. Alarm clock buzzing, got my head spinning, signaling the beginning of a long day. Five destinations in eight hours and this lack of sleep got me running mad late. To stop one, teaching writing on Rikers Island. Stop two, Wendy's commercial audition, bojangling, cheese smiling. Stop three, jet to the set of East Willie B. Stop four, eat a slice before I faint. Call the bank and check up on my current financial state. Your current and available checking balance is negative $36.45. Damn. Stop five. Just in time I arrive, mic check, this set's about to get the spot live, and as soon as I close my eyes, the story will just rewind and rewind and rewind. All right, you guys, we're here in front of a live studio audience. Now, what is something you'd never do in front of people? Hmm. Frank. Uh, since you guys know I sound like a lawnmower when I sleep, so I wouldn't want to sleep in front of an audience. <laughs> yeah. We heard that down in Miami. Mm-hmm. The lawnmower, yes. Mm. Um, I wouldn't talk to myself, because I do talk to myself in private. Ew, that must be a boring conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> your, your turn, Jamie. I, I wouldn't want to cry in front of an audience. I saved that for the shower. Oh. You? Okay. Wow. I know, I was kind of the depressing one, right? Are you okay? Uh, it's a lie, I take baths. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> uh, what about you, Rachel? Honestly, I can't 
fart in front of people, but just because it's pregnancy, the farts are disgusting. Damn. Like it's like a like a lethal bomb. It's terrible. Rachel, you blame your pregnancy on everything. everything. Like, <laughs> your farts were stinky before the pregnancy, <laughs> all right? Let's keep it real here. Like hibiscus. <laughs> <laughs> now they smell like death. <laughs> the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, 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 We have to be quiet because we are here at the Latinos Out Loud Correspondents Dinner. Yes, yes, yes. Take it away, Jamie. Okay, welcome to the Latinos Out Loud Correspondent Dinner. Which should be called There Is No Money in This Profession Dinner. Because we don't get paid for this. Um, there are any? Are there a lot of podcast listeners out there? Let, let me rephrase that. Are there, are there? Are there any people out there without social lives? Because that's what podcast listeners are. Go to a movie, guys. Pay for some entertainment. All right. Not everything's for free. Oh, we have some of the LOL or uh, LOL cast here. We have uh, Rachel La Loca. She's known, she starts, usually starts off the show with her, yo, 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 yo. When I hear that, I'm like, yeah, 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 we get it. Get a new gimmick. <laughs> we have Frank Nibs here. He's, uh, no applause, that's great. Uh, he's known for his segment, Fake News. There you go. Well, I got some real news for you, Frank. Everyone fast forwards through it. Oh. <laughs> Finally, we have Mike, Michael Diaz, a.k.a. Juan Bago, a.k.a. Mike from Connecticut, which is, he is from Connecticut, just doesn't sound urban enough for his audience. Uh, he, Mike is actually training for a marathon, you guys. Yeah, and it's actually, he inspires me, because every time I hear the podcast, I want to run into a brick wall. <laughs> All right, that's enough, Jamie. That's what? going too wow. far, man. Come on. Jamie Wolf really, over dude? here. Come what? On. You told me you guys to roast. Wow. So I, was just, I didn't know I was going to That was a little insensitive, That was bro. like more of a that barbecue was, That was tame. That was very peachy. I was very mean. <laughs> very mean. It reminds could, me of Saturday, what happened there. Come oh, on, bro. We, so this is, this is our segue. <laughs> Real this natural. Is our, this yo, is our segue. Yo, we were in the back. We're like, yo, how are we going to segue this? <laughs> this is how we talk about Real News. We have to segue into Real News stories. By doing a very bad skit. <laughs> but now we're here. So let's talk about it, you guys. What, what did you think about that? So um, the White House Correspondents Dinner, for people who don't know, Michelle Wolf, a comedian, she, uh, she was getting a lot of heat for a lot of her jokes. Um, she was um, making fun of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Ooh. who was like sitting right next to her. Damn. People thought that she was, uh, Michelle Wolf was making fun of her looks. She made a little slight comment about her makeup. But um, I don't know. But, I mean, I feel like if you have someone there to roast, roast, there's no holds barred. Like, you got to go in on people. Am I Am I right? Yeah, what do you think? Yes. It is. Nothing and I think it's joke. pretty tame compared to the ones in the past. I mean, the one that's really famous was the Seth, uh, Seth Meyers one where he just grilled Trump to the point he ran for, for president. So I don't think it was even <laughs> – it wasn't even that bad. 
Larry Wilmore roasted Obama in the last one. I just think that they were all sensitive because of the fact that they got called out that they should be paying Trump because all the people that were reporters in there are making a lot of money off of Trump. Basically, they have jobs the because Trump is in office is exactly. what she was saying. So wow. when she said that, I think that that's where they, they Did got she cross out. the line, though? Like with comedy, how do you cross the line, really? Come on. It's comedy. It was I, very I, entertaining, too. Well, I think Dave Chappelle actually they interviewed him about it and he said that um, he said that the Repu- the Republicans being offended is funny because they a lot of those people have been offending people you know during the Trump presidency you know what I mean with the stuff that they've been saying so I think right now I mean I think it's there you know there could be a couple of jokes that you could have issues with but as a whole you bring somebody a comedian to a to an event like that and they're gonna go all out there and she has a show coming out on Netflix so. Oh, yeah, she's going to now she got that notoriety so I'm sure people will start watching her show if you didn't know who Michelle Wolf she already has now. one on HBO too so it's like she's already she knew what she was doing she said it you know she planned to be on that type of tone do you think she has writers or do you think she wrote all her jokes no mm. you have, have, you have, have writers. Writers. writers you got a bunch of like daily show writers not everyone was like you Rachel everyone has yeah I come up with my own <laughs> shit people I don't got no ghost writers I ghost write for people <laughs> preach who do you, you know think what I'm would saying? be a, who do you think would be a safe comedian next year if the Republicans want to get away from the controversial who could be like a comedian that wouldn't offend. Mm. There are a lot of Christian mm. comics out there. Maybe a Christian. Steve comic. Harvey, maybe. Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. Uh. He may say something dumb. You know what he did. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> I think he could kill it. I think he'd have. A well, that's funny. what they're planning to do. They're trying to get a conservative comedian and then like a liberal comedian to duke it out next year. They're trying to, or they might get rid of the whole thing. Wow. So. That'd be a shame because it's like a fun thing. The correspondence, you and know, the Trump media. hasn't showed up for the last two years, so he's complaining. But he didn't want to show because he knew he was going to get grilled. Well, it's for it's uh, mainly like for the media, you know, and and he hates the media, so it doesn't make sense that he's that he would be there. You well, know what I mean? Uh, speaking of media, we've been seeing a lot of old headshot media surface. Oh, hello, mm-hmm. good segment. That Thank was you. Good segment. I am Segway <laughs> Queen. You segue. don't even know. That I like great. big pride. Speaking in of segue. pregnant farts, um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm just farting up a storm ever since I... I swear to God, honestly, you guys, you like, get Edgar a. gets mad at me, like, if I fart without telling him. And, like, a minute will go by, and it's still lingering. He'll be like, yo, what the fuck, yo? And he comes, he sprays Lysol, OD. They are bad. You know how you can tolerate your own farts? Your I can't. Wow. I walk away, I'm like, I, it, this stinks. There, there should be a Lysol just for expectant fathers. <laughs> it's like, yo, I need, I need the jumbo size, because she's just like, it smells like straight shit in here. She's is. shitting for two. Wait, no. Before we get into the headshot thing, Frank said something that had me dying laughing in the green room, that you like your own farts? Oh, shit. Damn. I, that sounds like a personal comment. <laughs> Tell them what you do. We're hitting a milestone I like, here. I like We're talking to, about farts. I like to take the covers and put them on my head, and then I... Then I yeah. Is there, what do you? You know, there's people that have Dutch died. oven. That's a Dutch oven, right? Who That's what it's called. Yeah. People have died from their own farts. Really? I swear to God, <laughs> I read it. Yeah. That is something disgusting. You like to do 
If anybody's listening to the podcast for the first time, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't usually talk about I'm farts. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't. We don't usually really go in on farts, but today's a special day. <laughs> I think it's because of the new setup that we have over here. It's like a talk show. Speaking of headshot pictures on Instagram, oh, saved it, Jamie. Good shit. Um, no, we gotta talk about it because it started off as like old headshot day, then it became old headshot two days, and now it's old headshot week. Week, and now it's month. Oh my wow. god. Let's what, discuss. What pictures? Okay, so what pictures did you guys choose to put up, Rachel? I okay, so Mike made fun of me because he's like, "Oh, typical Rachel fashion." Because Rachel always has to be go. OD with it, right? Everyone <laughs> picked their best headshot. Rachel's like, "Nah, I'm gonna do a slideshow. Y'all gonna see seven of them. It's gonna be characters and everything." I'm like, "Yo," because I remember I I saw it. I'm like, "Yep, Rachel." There you go, seven pictures. Do you know why? Headshots. A piece of me did that, and I'll tell you why. Because you know, I'm going to say something that we've all been thinking. Say, say, a lot say, of people no. posted like pictures, and they're not even actors. I was going to say the same thing. Okay? I don't understand that. And I needed to let MFers know mm-hmm. I've been in the game for years. Mm-hmm. It made me an animal. Rules to this shit. Wrote me you know a manual. Saying? For real. So you, I, I wanted to also show my eyebrow progression because yeah, like, you, those have they have progressed. They have, but actually they've diminished. They're almost gone. I have to like paint them in. Would you ever get tattoos? I'm, I've been considering tattoos? it. Yeah, like, like the, the chola ones. The microblading is like yeah. the new thing. I'm looking into that not while pregnant, but like no, afterwards, because they're disappearing on me. Oh, they out. I used to have like good eyebrows, but they just don't grow back anymore. So my headshots actually showed that. But mm. let's discuss. You can tell further. your progression uh, through your through your eyebrows. <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, that's 2004, Rachel. That's when she was uh, still yeah. doing public access. <laughs> See the eyebrows all bushy? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah, and they connected closer. I never had a unibrow, but they were a lot closer. Now they're like scared of each other. I, my, my picture looked like I look. Oh my god, you bloated, bro. Yeah, you bloated. Yes. <laughs> you did. Yeah, the camera ads, professional cameras ad, like a bunch you had of that little fro going back in the day. I, I had like the Jersey Shore hair. <laughs> I look pompadour. I look like Pauly D. Pauly D minus. <laughs> um, and no, and then I also had like a very Puerto Rican kind of like swag on it. Like I look like, and I wrote this on my Instagram, I look like a, a Puerto Rican exchange student from Dawson's Creek. I'm like, yo, Dawson, man, you gonna hook up with Joey or what? Because like, if not, yo, I'd like to hit that for real. And, and you know, like people, I gotta call you out. Uh-oh. You know, you like 40 plus when you posted the black and white head shot like oh. Mike did. Oh, Mike. shit. Mike I don't had to do I, hey, hey! I had I had a bootleg uh, agent that told me you black white black and white was in, so I did. It that. was it in the sixties. It could have been color. It could have been color. Hey, Chaplin did although, it, man. Although I did it black and white, so you cover the fact that I took my headshot on a, a white leather couch, so I had to cover that up. Oh. It looked like a scene from Casablanca. <laughs> I'm like Mike. This is like really wasn't that, old. wasn't that from your modeling days? Uh, modeling days. I don't. Not that many people know about the modeling Wait, days. Wait, what? Friend. I don't know. Yo, Excuse come on, me? man. That's Sorry, I had to go to, uh, edit that out. You so, modeled? Modeled for what? May I ask? Uh, like Platano magazine? Platano magazine. Platano magazine. What? What did you model for? Whatever. It's <laughs> local stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, Frank, that's not you the point. Tell us. Okay. Shh, Frank. Come on, man. All right, my bad. Look. 
with this whole headshot thing, it's just how social media is, right? First, the actors went in and they posted it when it was headshot day. Then you had the people that were like the wannabes. They got to a point where people were just putting yearbook pics. It was yeah, ridiculous. It was just OD. Like, it was just crazy. And people still kept on posting it when I was like, yo, it's done. It's well, it gave people an excuse that like, oh, I don't put like selfies or, or any <laughs> pictures of myself. But it gave them an excuse my to do it. Yeah, this is my opportunity to show and some of them probably show like nice pictures of them you know Frank what about you you didn't post one up you put one up of me from like 2009 when I had hair oh yeah. my god that was we'll your reference. real hair yeah, that had, wasn't your real hair I had Beatles hair get out of here no hair. that was a wig no, no. That was your you know what hair. my jokes aside Frank has pictures Frank used to have a flat top like a freaking <laughs> like Big Daddy Kane type of flat top bro you look like one of the Beatles. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's going to be my picture. I'm going to put it up tomorrow. Thanks, Mike. You guys Mike. are joking with me. I thought that was Always. a wig. No. So speaking of headshots. That's what your hair looked like? Yeah, girl. Oh. Shit. Speaking of headshots. Ah, but tú tienes pelo bueno. Pelo bueno. <laughs> I don't know how to sit, by the way. Um, speaking of headshots, uh, Room 28 is back. Yeah. Wait, I don't get the, the segue. I tried. I okay, don't know. Okay, that was terrible. I'm trying to you know, work this workshop this segue. out. But you guys are back. You guys had your first. We never left. Okay. okay. No, I'm just saying. But... It's been a, a mini break in between shows. Yeah, the first uh, like real meeting for a, a new show in the new year in 2018. So that mm. was kind yes. of a big deal. And the first uh, re- uh, rehearsal without one Michael Diaz. Wow. Um, Do you yeah. want to make uh, like a public service announcement? Yeah, I haven't made it official, but in January uh, I stepped away from Room Twenty Eight. Yeah. Um, I'm starting a new comedy troupe in 2019, so Whoa, I'm in pre-production. Wait, 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 wait. You ain't got to lie. Well, I thought I so thought you were lie. going into rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a rehab thing. Wait a minute. <laughs> like I actually sent you letters. I was he like, took Yo, up man, a I, hope, <laughs> I hope you get through this. Shit, no, man. but but um. You know, Room 20 is a well-oiled machine, so um, I just have to focus on other stuff. But I cannot lie. I'm getting FOMO because I'm fearing, which is the fear of missing out. I Rachel, learned that you last week. I learned it week. last you week. You don't have to repeat. Yeah, so I'm, Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I miss you guys. And... Um, Keep me updated. But I do have a spy in there that tells me everything, so I'm good. Oh, is that why you put Kelvin on? Mm. So he can report back to you? Hey, yeah, that was part of the deal, you know what I mean? (laughs) Shout out to Kelvin, our new, uh, my co-producer. By the way, some of our listeners may not know what Room 28 is. This is true. Room 28 comedy. Uh, Mike, since you are one of the founding members and are no longer, why don't you share what it is? So Room 28 is a bilingual uh, podcast that started in California back in uh, 1997. No, that's a wrong wrong sketch comedy group. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's a co-founder too. Jamie, explain. Oh man, we. I love when Jamie has to do the elevator speech. Yo, so I'm not like, good with like. Uh, um, I'm not good with backstory. No, we started around. We did start around 2007. A very uh, early version of it, but we really kind of went into full gear. I would say what four years ago. Yeah. Um, and we started doing shows and. Our, the height of our um, success was, um, I think, first of all, performing to a crowded, a crowded house at Museo del El ba- Museo del Barrio. Museo del Barrio. Where is that Sold located? At? Out Museo El Crowd. El- what? Sold, Sold out, out crowd. crowd. That's a big Sold ass crowd. for Hispanic Heritage Month of 2015. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So that was um, a big part, and then we also got signed to Mas Mejor, and um, we've we've done a. Uh, We've done a bunch of stuff since then. Uh, so, and I just feel like this new version without Mike is going to be so much better. Right. 
I mean, breath of fresh air. I don't want to. I don't want to be mean, but you know, it's uh, cool. No, but yeah, no, we definitely miss Mike, and I'm sh- Mike is always gonna be hanging around in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be How back. He'll be backstage trying to like bum a pizza from us before the show starts. How does it feel, honestly, like now that we're in rehearsals, this is our first sort of like, this is the first lap towards one of the Room 28 productions that we do, and you're not a part of it. How does it feel? Uh, it's weird, you know, because like, you know, you get that high, you get that adrenaline when you're doing the rehearsals and everything, so I'm definitely going to feel it, um, but I'm proud of you guys, and I know you guys are going to kill it, so I'll be in the front row. Right. Especially when you guys have that bragging right show on May 11th. Well, I don't know about the front row. We, yeah, we, we have uh, wow. seats that we have. Uh, you know what I mean? Reserved. Uh, reserved for other people. So maybe third row? And okay. maybe you can. Cross right. your fingers? Yeah. You'll have to buy your own ticket, you know. Wow. 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 Uh, he, makes, he makes me buy a ticket, so. I no, I don't, Frank. Perks no longer. I don't know what he thinks this is. <laughs> We're just kidding. No, we love you, Mike. Uh, and <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, it's time for uh, the Bochincha Bites. <laughs> Bochincha Bites. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid dogs. I'm singing. I mean, that's the weirdest one. Anthony yeah, always has a new Bochincha yeah. Bite intro. That backstory, uh, Anthony's very uh, sad due to the fact that he lost to Jerry and Danny with the uh, LOL Epperty two weeks ago. So oh, he's oh, reflecting that emotion for the intro. Thanks, Danny, Thanks, Danny and Jerry. Danny. My God, he sounds miserable. Thanks, Danny. and for that miserable yes. intro for my segment. That's a good way to start. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And hopefully next week is a little bit more happy. Of course. Um, uh, but let's start it out. Okay. Uh, first bit of news. Sprint and T-Mobile are joining forces. Nice. Um, officially, nah. T-Mobile agreed to buy Sprint, so they will both merge into one all-powerful phone company. Wow. That means the only competition left for these two are Verizon, AT&T, and whatever prepaid cell phone service drug dealers use. <laughs> <laughs> Boost, where you at, son? <laughs> yo, Cricket Wild is, yo, kept me out of prison, <laughs> y'all. For real, though. Metro PCS for the whole Oh yeah, Metro PCS for the, for the people. <laughs> um, to me, this is very actually very disturbing news. Okay. Why? Um, Why? Not because it allows like a weak wireless business to combine with its next biggest competitor in an industry that's lost much of its pricing power. No, wow. no, no. But because it makes the "Can you hear me now?" guy a total cellular slut. Oh boy. Dude, that's third company. Dude went from Verizon to Sprint now to T-Mobile. Watch out, AT&T. He's going to be trying to get all up in your charging port. Wow. <laughs> no, at least, at least the T-Mobile girl knew when to leave. Like, she might not have any legitimate credits on her IMDb page since then, but at least she has a dignity. Um, so, but bringing it down again. Now, with this merger, now with this merger, look, they're promoting... Um, that they will have the capacity to, de- to deliver real nationwide 5G. Wow. You will get 5G. true 5G. Real what 5G. does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what is 5G? What is 5G? I don't understand. At first I thought that's how much the phone costs. <laughs> the phones are going to cost 5G. I'm like, $5,000? <laughs> Wait. I'm not, I can't afford that. 
Oh, wait, I can make an animated emoji of my penis and send it to my friends virtually? All right, you got my money. Like, here's my question, not to interrupt, but like, honestly, what like, this technology, if, if it's in the air and the air is free, why is there a limit? Like, mm. why is there 1G and 3G and mm, 5G? Like, why can't we all just have excellent service? Why do I, I don't feel like understand. this is part of like a one woman show excerpt from your one woman show? <laughs> Limit to my G's. I don't understand that though. I, Who's I monitoring the G's? Like, nope, cut them off. Five G's, that's it. I, was, I didn't even know we got up to five G's. I was like, are we still like three? Yeah, G's? they're working on it. Yeah, working. Um, yeah. When is six G coming out? Because mm. my service sucks. You have five G. It says five G on my phone, Whoa. but it doesn't feel like it. Oh. <laughs> you got fake five G, yo. <laughs> You got bootleg. I don't, it, look, I don't, it doesn't matter how many G's you have in your phone because you all, everyone ends up in the same place with their cell phone, right? Asking for a family member for their Wi-Fi password. That's way too long and complicated. It's like, yo, all right, X74 pound ampersand. Titi, what is this, hieroglyphics? <laughs> your password doesn't have to be the length of the Constitution. I got to tell you something. My mom has the most complicated one, but I feel like the Verizon guy was fucking with them because oh. my parents are 76 years old and he made it extra. They have control. They can make it like ABC one two three, but no, he wanted to do the whole exclamation point. My mom was like, "Guess I also do an asterisk." She doesn't even know what an asterisk Aster- is. Un asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> un asterisk. Well, it's safer allegedly with you know the longer the password. It's just so annoying when you really want to get online and it's like, how? When does this end? Seventeen digits for a password. Come on, guys. Come on, guy. Underscore. But exclamation annoying. point these mm-hmm. nuts wrapping this up <laughs> whoa wrapping this up I actually uh, have a pair in me right now you're right oh no oh god oh my god don't encourage her thank you Danny Jesus. I can actually say that saying okay get ready cause going forward <laughs> oh god these nuts Mm-mm. in your mouth <laughs> it's so much fun ladies Oh man, Next. baby nuts, wow. pregnant baby farts. Nuts. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, <laughs> oh cool. Um, Yo, I'm so excited. Mm. I didn't realize. Yeah, but look, I, I, to end it, T-Mobile and Sprint, I, they vow that customers will be better off um, if they are allowed to go through with this merger. So okay. we gotta trust them. And by the way, I think the word merger should be used <laughs> more in real life situations. Like, yo, last night I had a one night merger with a girl I met at Danco Keys. <laughs> it only cost me five G's. Boy. I know. That's called a callback, y'all. I mean, I'm going to give you a mini gaming. All right, uh, new story. Segway, segway. I got another story, no segue. 7 <laughs> Eleven, also mm. known as the White People's Bodega, has been blasting. Classical music over the store's outdoor speakers to keep people from panhandling, loitering, and sleeping outside the store. Oh, my mm. goodness. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I could never see this working at a local bodega in the Heights, though. Not at all. Oh, yeah. Don't make me play Beethoven Symphony numero cinco. Okay. I do it. <laughs> yo, I know this dude not blasting Wolfgang Amadeus' Mozart's piano concerto number 21 in C major, yo. God, that's bounce. <laughs> Besides, besides, bodegas in the heights play music to attract more loiterers. Absolutely, that is true. That like is true. I feel like the anti-classical music is like bachata. Right? Yeah. It's just yes. like it makes people want to hang out around the store all day. Bring your own milk crate. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rachel. 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 
I want to hear a your opinion. What 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 kind of what genre of music would make you guys want to just uh, leave, country would leave any place you're at? Country, techno, country te- music, techno music, techno, music. techno, techno. techno? I can't like stand techno? that. Sh- I hate what? that shit. That shit drives me nuts. So you look like you could dance to So do you watch The Matrix on mute? Because that whole movie is like a techno soundtrack. That's a good point, Jamie. <laughs> I couldn't listen to freestyle. You know, Diamond oh, Girl. Oh, Get out of here. Stand that music. You? I love freestyle. That's the shit. You don't like Diamond Girl? No. You don't like T like TKA? Maria? You don't like Maria? You don't like no, Maria? I love yeah, Maria. So. Every girl loves Maria. I do you not. Never... I can't stand oh. that bitch. <laughs> Fantasy Girl? TKA. No. Dream I mean, Girl? I'm going to keep Dream naming love? songs and I'm going to keep saying no. TKA? So you want to just cut it? I don't like freestyle. Like a child that plays? John... Oh my God. <laughs> John Cicada? Who? John Cicada? Like freestyle? Uh, oops. Uh, keep going. <laughs> All right, guys. He's good. Last story. Um, Elevator at... music. Another phone situ- uh, st- phone related story. Apple's virtual assistant Siri has a very inappropriate definition for the word mother. All right, so on um, on some iPhones, uh, users were hearing s- when they asked Siri to define the word mother. At first, it gives a standard definition, right. right? And then when you asked it to give it a second definition, Siri would reply, "It means short for motherfucker." Oh, wow. Siri! So, um, is it a hood Siri? Damn, Siri! You kiss your mother with that mouth, or your motherfucker with that mouth? <laughs> um, so, uh, but before you think Siri is just like a foul-mouthed, bitter ex-Apple employee, um, <laughs> uh, the reason for for this is that the the dictionary she gets all her definitions from the Oxford's online dictionary, and the dictionary actually. Um, that's one of the definitions. Short for mother is short for motherfucker. So um, I, I feel yeah, like they, knew? yeah, yeah. Wow. who knew? Um, Interesting. Apple has since <laughs> fixed this mistake. So now Siri's uh, second definition for mother is: Do you seriously need a second definition for mother? Take that <laughs> shit to Alexa. Oh, wow. Whoa. Siri got attitude. Siri got attitude. Um, hmm. I don't. Yeah. So do you? Uh, you would you be offended if Siri just went? You know, hardcore like that on you, or do you have a relationship with your Siri? I actually no, I block Siri. I shut that bitch off real quick. I don't, I can't, I don't need like how lazy. I don't. I'm sorry, no offense to anybody, but how lazy are you? You can't Google something. You have to like Siri. What are you doing today? You know, like I don't. I'm not into that. Spoken like someone without a true 5G. Yeah, that could be a factor too. All right, guys, that's the end of the bite. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. And now it's time for. My favorite segment, fake news. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. <clears throat> Hi, Frank. Hi, Frank. How you doing, folks? We're good, Frank. That's Hi, excellent. Frank. Yeah. Well, I got some great news for you guys. It's, oh. always, it's always great. It's always great news, Frank. Frank. This news comes from a very reliable source. Okay. Okay. The New York Post. Oh, okay. All right. This uh, this is about some uh, some companies out in China. Bosses are literally reading their workers' minds. Oh. All right, Chinese companies are picking their employees' brains literally. All right. <laughs> like Hold with on. chopsticks. I believe you with or... the quotes. That's what got me. Oh. They're the using mind reading devices designed to improve efficiency and performance. Okay. <clears throat> Are they taking over your mind right now? I, feel like <laughs> I don't think they China. want you to share the news, Frank. Workers in China are being uh, outfitted with caps that monitor their brain waves and send information to companies 
that use algorithms to detect emotional spikes like depression, anxiety, and rage. Okay? Okay. The technology has been used on factory workers and train conductors, okay? The company already has 40,000 employees and has seen a profit of $350 million since it's been using this technology. Oh, my God. Yes. So they're, like, getting into people's brains and, like... Reading their minds right. and moods. There you go, Mike. And these, these, this, this job must have good medical insurance if they're if they're allowing people to to read their minds. So what you said, they put a cap caps on there. Right, it's like a cap, and it reads it reads your emotions. Oh. So it kind of it kind of reads when you're kind of going through moods, and your manager could kind of you know take you aside and give you a day off or. <laughs> Usually give you like a a, 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 yeah. a less stressful job. Honestly, and they they've seen profits of three hundred fifty million dollars since they put this into effect. What makes me think that you copped yourself one of these? No, I could I, see you wanting to get into our brains. I maybe have already. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. This is getting uh, interesting. Managers here. have mm-hmm. said that the brain caps allow workers to be quote unquote better managed. Mm. And prevent a worker from having a total meltdown. Wow. So wait, mm. what happens? Do they get shocked or something if they're no, like having a bad thought? No, like, no, no. The managers take the workers aside. They give you a day off if you're really stressed. Okay. You know, like yourself. You know, you're having pregnant. You know, you may be a little stressful. I'd have they half take... a year off if, if that were the case. They'd be like, just take a sabbatical or something. You know, some of these jobs require a, a high level of concentration. So you know. Sometimes you just need a little break. So you don't need to call out. You could just fake that you're like kind of depressed, and they'd be like, "They'll just send you home." Well, if the de- if it detects that you're depressed, then you'll have a day off. If not, Mike, you're lying. It might have like a lie detector <laughs> mechanism, Mike. Though <laughs> it might be able to know if you're lying. Oh. At first, workers weren't happy about their bosses, quote unquote, tapping into their brains. But eventually, they realized it wasn't all that bad. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. eventually they realized they did, they their resumes really doesn't really have a lot of options to, to, to get another job. They were like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to to go through with this. My question is, do they do they have like a search history in your brain? Because I get, I get paranoid if like, you know, if a job knows what I'm looking at on the company laptop. You know? Right, right. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, why did I? Well, they, they're, they're, they're working on it right now. And they, they, the technology is really getting better. It's getting to the point where they're reading into more of your moods and kind of more what you're thinking. Mm. So they didn't even. Eventually, they're not even going to have a uh, uh, interview sessions with you. Oh my god! You just sit down and they. Uh, I have a question about this though. Like, aren't dudes like always horny? Like, wouldn't the person reading uh, your mind be like, Rachel? Yeah, Rachel, I please. mean, don't dudes think about sex? What is it like every ten seconds or something? Yeah, but not to the point where we're gonna get sent home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. We also think about sports too, Rachel. Yeah, no, Rachel, average. We're not that limited. Come no. on. Well, all right, forgive me. Frank, in any of that part, is it saying it's going to come to the United States? Eventually it will, yes. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, this technology is making its way to the States eventually. <laughs> right. I mean, are you guys upset, upset by it? You look upset. Well, I mean, our, I feel like in America, more people are, they, they don't even hide their emotions. I feel like there's some places of work where you're, you, you work with that one person that tells you what they're thinking all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I'd, I'd, I'd rather like not, I'd rather not know what's going on to people's minds unless they want to tell me, you know what I mean? I well, like. from the looks of this, this makes you a better employee, by the way. Mm. Their revenue shows that they've made a lot of more. Like more productive. Right, of course. Mm. Mm. 
So it's fascinating, Frank. Thank you. Thank you so much, Frank. You're really welcome. Award winning, award winning fake news. Award winning fake news. You know what I mean? Thank you, Frank. You're so welcome, folks. Hello, everyone. I'm singer, poet, and actor, Flaco Navaja. And welcome to Spoken Word Up, the game where the hosts of Latinos Out Loud podcast have come up with closing lines to my spoken word poetry. The host with the most creative flow... With, will win two tickets to see my upcoming show. Yeah, we didn't uh, tell you about that, but uh, we'll talk. <laughs> I hope that's cool. We'll talk afterwards. All right, we'll, we'll cool? forget the details, but keep going. I really want to see it. No so. wonder I stumbled through that line. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you didn't get that email. Pero yet. nobody told me that. <laughs> Let's take it back. <laughs> the host with the most creative flow will win two discounted. <laughs> The host with the most creative flow will win two tickets. All right. To see my upcoming show, Evolution of Osonero, playing at the Puerto Rican Traveling Theater May 10th through the 12th. Woo! Yeah. Plug. Mm. Yes. Uh, uh, Yeah. The judges for this game are myself, Flaco Navaja. Yeah. Yeah. Master Uber driver, Frank Nibs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And veteran TV cop actor, Danny Garcia. Thank you. Thank you. Are you ready? Uh, yes, we are. Here we flow. Born ready. Poem number one. Who goes first, by the way? You do. I go oh, first. Great. All right. Well, you guys each get a shot at this thing, yeah. but Rachel mm-hmm. goes first on the first one. Fine. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's my game. Let me... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Me llaman a hacer estas cosas y no me dejan trabajar. This isn't Vietnam. They need, we need rules here. <laughs> okay. Poem number one. With both eyes shut, it's getting hard to see through the darkness and the smoke through the sometimes empty applause and the hurtful stares, through the crackheads asking me for a quarter and a Newport at the foot of the train station stairs. <laughs> Mine's a little bit more complicated. Through the lenses of a camera of the new Double Dare show on Nickelodeon, I'll clean up your emotional mess like a custodian. <laughs> Damn. Bars. Through all the naked bodies and mounds of pubic hairs, <laughs> at that moment I knew I wasn't ready for my first orgy. What? <laughs> 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 there was darkness and smoke. <laughs> there was hurtful stares and empty oh. applause. Oh, I like where this is going. Oh, so do we get judged now or at the end? Can I phone a poet friend next time? <laughs> We should yeah. judge now so that we can keep track of like scores. Corey, okay. go ahead. Okay, okay. Danny. Um, okay, judges. What do you think? No, I'll go last. Okay. <laughs> I Yo, think it, make I, up your mind. So I think Brian it's recorded correctly. Right. I think it's only appropriate since you wrote them. Okay. Um, God, they're they're all they're all so good. They're, they're all so good. good. Um, I'm gonna let's, go. Let's have criteria. 
So there's creativity. Yeah, right, creativity. There's technique. Yep. Yep. And I'm then learning. and then w- the 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 third criteria is like wild card or so sure. you know like the, <laughs> the surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think Rachel got it. Yeah, I think you know I'm gonna go with Rachel as Rachel well. Got I'm gonna go with Rachel as well. The new yeah. the new port in the quarter water. Yeah, yeah that did it for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. How, how you feeling, Flacco? Um, I, I, I'm with you guys on that one. I think they each had their own personality they and did. was very well thought out. I, I think uh, it, Rachel sounded like it was part of the poem for real. Yeah, right. baby. All right. It's that diction. We go back to that diction. That's what it is. Keep Let's your, keep it clean. That's right, Jamie and Mike. Suck my so. diction. Oh. Uh, okay. My, my little baby diction. Keep your diction in your, your pants. In your pants. <laughs> In your in your womb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I feel good. Okay, so this next one, uh, Mike will go first. Yes. And this poem was uh, is written by my man Lemon Anderson. Lemon. Ooh, shout out. And uh, yeah. If you're related to the Marias and Jose's, well, this is for your place in rap history, even though you don't show face. See, we've been around since before the Commodore 64. You trying to play us, but I end up with the best score. Whoa. Whoa. I go from Connecticut. <laughs> he took that. Wow. And ran with it. Wow. Uh, damn. I have chills. I know. I'm like... Lemon helped me out with that. <laughs> he, dropped the, he dropped the Commodore 64 game controller. Damn, on that son, one. showing his age. Proud of it. I Googled it. Most of the millennials here are like, what's a Commodore? What's, yeah. I heard of that band. I heard it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just my imagination. <laughs> well, is that the temptation? I don't even know. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> let me see. Okay. See, we've we've been around since before the Infinity War. Shout out to Iron Man and Thor. Forget rappers, the world needs more Latino heroes in the Avengers. <laughs> Jamie. This is fun. Wow. Why are you staring at me like that? Isn't that a rap off? It's a poem. The gauntlet has been laid. (laughs) LOL got bars. Who knew? Who knew? R.I.P. Vision. Sorry, that's a spoiler if you haven't seen it. Dang, you just spoiled it for mad people. If you haven't watched The Avengers yet, do not listen to that. He has an affinity thing on his his face. All right, whatever. Jamie, you're making it worse. Just shut up. Rachel? Okay, so... This is for your place in rap history, even though you don't show face. We've been around since the time in 82 when Bago got sprayed with mace. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> that somehow got personal? Yeah, like, yeah. what's up with that? I think that was the wild card for me also. It got personal there, but I didn't see that coming. All of a sudden, it turned into a battle rhyme. Yeah, thing. damn. <laughs> um, Judges? Wow, it's tough. That's tough. You guys brought your A game. It's between Mike and, uh, and and Jamie. It is. I gotta think. I uh, agree with that, I, <sighs> mm. You know what? I'm gonna go with Bago from Connecticut. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. What yeah. do you think? I think so. Yeah, Bago. You, I love it, Frank. You, you flipped <laughs> Frank, Frank. Frank just yeah. Frank. What you I, say? I didn't know you had it. I either. agree. <laughs> yeah. Flaco. I agree. Wow. Oh. Yeah, just because I spoiled that for you. you. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm glad I did. 
went, he went Commodore 64, you know what I mean? Made me think about how my dad paid $150 for Atari 3600 from Crazy Eddie's on Fordham Road. Oh, my God, Crazy Eddie's. Our prices are insane. Yeah. So that's uh, three points for Rachel, three points for Vago so far. I mean, unless Jamie gets all three votes in the next round, uh-oh. And it's a tie. Then we all go to the show? Then, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta speak to Flacco about that. <laughs> it looks like I'm gonna be asking the, the what the actual price of the ticket is. <laughs> no discounts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, here we go. Poem number three, written by me. Whoa. Every day on my way to the store, I pass by my man Jimmy. We all know him. Every hood's got one. Red faced. Eyes sunken in, sharp teeth, long narrow tail, the color of charcoal gray. Jimmy is a rat, not a man, and I will fight him for my breakfast today. <laughs> Do you get into fights with uh, with crackheads in your I neighborhood? I think he's keeping with the Avengers theme apparently. <laughs> <or something. laughs> Superhuman rats he's fighting. I pass by it every day. So, uh, Rachel. Oh, I go second this one. Okay. Because he always has sales on jeans with pizzazz. I love my hoods, Jimmy Jazz. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Red faced, eyes sunk in. Papa, you got a Lucy? Because I need my smoking. Okay. 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 I mean, you know. I think I made my decision already. <laughs> I think I made my decision already. That's- I know my y'all. <laughs> That sounds like an uncle that Mike has. That just like. Okay, Mike, all right. All right, all right. Um, the judges. I got to give it to Rachel, man. Rachel. You, you, you're giving it to Rachel? I give it to Rachel, man. I gotta give I'm it. actually going to give this one to Jamie. Whoa. Oh, oh, Danny. Give it to Danny. Flacco, it's tiebreaker, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I got to say this. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna change. Yo, he's gonna I, change the poll. New rules. Yo, no, he's crazy. gonna change his poll. Yeah. He's gonna change it. Now I gotta give this to Jamie. However, yes. In the actual poem, yeah. The next few lines are almost exactly what Bago said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It go the the rest of the poem. Well, the the rest of this little section goes. Uh, Every day on my way to the store, I pass by my man Jimmy. We all know him. Every hood's got one. Red faced, eyes sunken in, aged far beyond his years. Coño, papa, can I get a quarter so I can get this beer? Oh. Wow. Oh. Heard it before you cheated. Yeah, yeah. Bago went on YouTube. Bago went on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, he did. So it's like it's like Bago's, but not rough. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah. I think Jamie's was more creative. I think and, so too. And actually made the poem better, so I'm gonna be using it for now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. So, I did it. So uh, wait, that still gives Rachel four, so Rachel Bago three, and Jamie one. Yeah. yeah. So oh. Rachel won. So I won. So Rachel yes. did win. Rachel yes. win. Rachel, you're winning for two. You're winning for two. Rachel wins two tickets to my show on Sunday the 13th. Woohoo! Nice. But actually, the show closes Saturday the 12th. <laughs> so. Perfect. She can go. She can go. Thank you, Flacco. <laughs> no, I'll be at the theater waiting. 
All right, you guys, it is the time of the show. I mean, our guests are just getting, like, better and better. And I mean that in every sense of the word, like, more experienced, more um, inspiring. So this woman needs no introduction, but I'll give a quick one. She's the managing editor of NBC Latino, NBC News' Latino section. She is a fellow Tecla Award recipient. <laughs> we saw her down in Miami. We um, our little awards kissed and we took yeah, a nice little did. picture and she's wearing shades right now because she's too cool for school. <laughs> no, 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 no. orzuelo. You know what that, remember that word from my Boricua days? Orzuelo. I just have a sty in my eye and Aww. I can't wear makeup and my mom told me when I was little I can never leave the house without makeup. I just can't. It's that like in my jeans. It's a genetic thing, right? You it can't is. leave the house without makeup. And God forbid mascara, that's number one. And that's what caused it. So, Ay, mio. Well, so ladies instead and gentlemen, of looking like really bad me ven con la gafita that's, okay. that's okay you look really cool but right. her name is Sandra Lily everybody Woo! thanks for having me thanks for coming to the Latinos Out Loud awesome. podcast thank you I feel cool being with you guys well the shades <laughs> really do it you know what I mean I think you're the first guest to have shades on our hopefully podcast hopefully the last yeah. yeah we've had like rappers and all that yeah, and you are hopefully <laughs> the first <laughs> You know, most rappers wear shades. Of course. That's awesome. So wait a minute. Okay, we got to talk history real quick. Because okay. the first time we met, mm-hmm. we were doing a panel for um, NBC's Hispanic Affinity Group. Mm-hmm. That was, what, two years ago? Uh, Three about, years ago? Yeah, about, not even that. I, I don't think, think it was a year and a half Yeah, ago? I think it was like a year and something ago. Yeah. Okay, I don't have good sense of time. But like, we connected. We connected. And you did so wonderfully on the panel. We learned from you that day. And we knew from that point forward, we had to stay connected. But remember how cool it was that we had done a story on Room 28 before? That's yes. right. Right. So there was right. Another right. connection. Oh my God, mm-hmm. it dates back to Room 28. Wait a minute, full circle. It was for the show at the Museo del Barrio. That's right. And, and we had a young producer special. who was like, Sandra, you're going to love this group of people we have to do a story on them and he went and he shot a video of you guys it was awesome you guys did such a good package on us. We were showing our families uh, near and far. Yeah. Uh, my mom sent a disc to the Dominican Republic <laughs> of, of it. Um, it was really impressive. Thank Aww. you so there much were, for showing There were a lot of bleeps. Love. There were a lot of bleeps on, the, it was awesome. on my interview. Or <laughs> NBC, what can I say? And that was live at the Museo del Barrio. They did a awesome. whole thing. Oh, my God. That was really emotional for us. That was awesome. So thank you for all the love that you show Latinos Aww, and specifically like job. our journey, too. So speaking of journey, can you tell everybody about yours like how did you get your start in journalism and why I actually have I love telling the story because people are not going to believe it but it should give hope to all the young Latinos out there because this is a true story I graduated as a history major I was a geek I love to read and write but that's sort of all I knew when I got out of college I hadn't really planned and I didn't think I was like pretty enough for TV I just never thought I would I would be in that world Um, I got to New York City I was working at a magazine literally like it was a food magazine I was editing like all about peppers I'm not kidding you (laughs) and uh, that's a true true story I wrote all about peppers and an editor was talking to another editor who happened to be married to a producer at El Canal 47 Telemundo Diego Olive, a really nice Argentinian man who happened to tell his wife that he was looking for, you know, reporters, whatever. And she literally mentions it to this editor who says, oh, that's funny because um, this young reporter, here, this young assistant, um, I think she's from Puerto Rico and speaks Spanish as a first language. And one thing led to the other. I got a call. You want to come, you know, talk to us, whatever. And uh, at first I thought it was a crank call when I first got the call <laughs> because it's like, you know, you just don't think that someone's going to call you and tell you, can you do Telemundo? But it happened. I did a tryout, I wrote, whatever, and the next thing you know, I was a street reporter for 
Channel 47 here in New York City for six and a half years. And then after that, I decided that I wanted to get more into what stories we cover and do more stories. At the time, you know, in the early 90s, there was a lot of grieving and a lot of stories like that. And I was like, I think people should hear about something else, like your money, your health, politics. So um, I sort of raised my hand to be EP of the of the newscast, and then I became news director, and the rest went from there. Then I ended up in MSNBC and NBC, and now I'm with NBC Latino. So you've been with the NBC family for quite some time. For a time. long time, since 2001, I've been with Weba. MSNBC. Weba. Yeah. So you're Miss NBC. Friends with Miss MSNBC, NBC. Yeah, but a lot of detours on the road, which is great. I think it's it's cool to do that. I mean, for a while there, um, I left my, I had kids, I did this and that. I did a lot of stuff, um, came back, you know, came and went. But either way, when when they mentioned about starting NBC Latino, I, I had really thought that we needed something like that. There's just not enough stories on a national level about the things that we do, who we are, what what matters. And so it's my favorite job yet. What were some of the challenges when you were first starting off and, and, cre- and having that platform? Yeah, well, you know, NBC Latino literally started out with uh, six people as its own website. So imagine running a website with six people. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was us. And then um, a couple of years after that, um, NBC decided, and I think it was the, the right thing that, you know, here you have a huge website, NBCnews.com. Why not integrate us in there? Like my editors say, you know, our stories are everybody's stories. They should be everybody's stories. So we um, we were we were integrated into NBCnews.com, and now if you go to the, in fact, I'm proud to say right now, if you go to NBCnews.com, the lead story on the website is our story we wrote today on the protests in Puerto Rico. Today is May Day when we're doing this, and you know there's been a lot of protests, a lot of cuts in Puerto Rico. It's a rough time right there for those of you who are following what's happening in the island. It's a really a lot of pain, and it's really rough. And so we've been doing a lot of stories, and that's one of our main stories that we do is Puerto Rico, and I'm proud to say that when we do them, um, we really do them for the whole of NBCnews.com. We're like the main uh, journalist covering Puerto Rico right do, now, do you th- great. Do you think Puerto Rico's not being covered? What's still going on there is still not being covered more uh, as much as it probably should in in other, in other you know, uh, news uh, yeah. Shows. Yeah. No. I think I think the worry that 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 people have, and I understand, is that it starts to fade. You know, into the you know, it just starts to fade. And the thing is that those of us that know it, there's just so many things out there. You know, first it was a hurricane, and you know, you can talk about that and what happens there. But there's just so much about just the way the island is structured, right? The the, the politics, the, the 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 crisis they've had with with the finances and the and the and the money. What's happening now with education? Just there's just so many things. People moving here. What's happening with the jobs, the generations that I think some people, I mean, I mean, I think all the big uh, organizations are are doing it. Um, at least, a, I would say a few stories a month. I think the fear is always that it just keeps fading. You know what I mean? It just because it's it's too hard. You know, most people, you just cover what's there, you know, what's important. And here, there's so many things happening here in this country. And for Latinos, we're covering a lot about, uh, obviously, immigration. There's just so many stories that we're busy all the time. Were you down there in Puerto Rico at all? I was there, but the main reporters that are going, um, Suzanne Gamboa, who's our main political um, and national correspondent, and now we have an associate producer, Nicola Acevedo, um, who's Boricua. She's going. Um, I've, I was not there right when it happened. I was sort of manning stuff here. I went in January. Um, and we're now going every, like, couple of months. I hope to go again um, soon. But we also have reporters down there. Uh, so, you know, we always try to stay connected somehow. 
So, okay, can you walk us through, like, what is the journalistic approach from, like, conceptualization of an idea to the research to then what's consumer-facing and what we see on the news? Because, like, in our world, the comedy world, we come up with an idea, we yeah. talk about it as a group, we brainstorm, we take it to a script, we workshop it, and then it gets presented to the consumer to show what's the what's the lifespan, what's the journey in your approach, in Actually, your world? Actually, it's, it's fun when you work for a, a, a daily website because you, you really have both. I mean, so one day you come in and something can happen, right? If something can happen and it sort of falls in our world, you know, we, today I came in and already by seven, really early in the morning, something had happened with the, you know, the migrant caravan, Central Americans uh, that are seeking, you know, asylum in the border. And there's a lot of controversy about that. The administration has said that, um, you know, they're, they're not going to permit people to come in, but by international and U.S. rights, you can seek asylum. Whether you get it, that's a different story, but you, you're entitled as a human being to get to a border and seek asylum. And uh, so all of a sudden, something happened in that story. So when you're on a daily website, some stories, you just have to follow it on a daily basis, so you have to act quickly. But then you, you do sit back, you know, and you do... And you can plan stories. We had a really fun story. Not everything is like serious. We had a really fun story yesterday that I thought was so cute. You know, they're doing West Side Story again. I don't know if you yes. guys know this. Oh, yeah. Genie so, uh, no, so. I got mad because the casting specifically said they were only casting people up to age 25. And I was like, really? Oh, you Anita don't know how was many people on Twitter put like, I missed the cut off. You know, it was so funny. No. Upper West Side Story. For, older, for the older people. But you know, that, 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 that one was, <laughs> that's funny. But that one, that one was a story that, you know, uh, one of our contributors told I, I, I want to so do this story. So he he literally went to the auditions at three in the morning. I found at the Julia de Burgos Theater right no in East way. Harlem, and he was there at three a.m. and he talked to these young actors. He was like, "That was so awesome," and you know, it was great. And so and so, some stories we plan ahead because we know they're happening. Um, some stories we do. So it's a fun combination of of both what we call enterprise stories and just the daily stuff we had to cover. With the nature of how it is now with social media, are you guys able to do some like deep dive reporting where something is long, more long term? And how do you balance that out so that you know that when it finally does come out, it's something that will be appreciated and, and, and accepted and pushed? Yeah, that's actually an excellent question because I think that's the funny thing now is that there's just so much out there. But on the contrary, but but on the other hand, you're starting to realize that there's just so much noise out there that we have editors now that are saying, listen, guys, like before in the past, we thought we had to have like six stories a day, just put everything and try to be everything to everybody. Now the idea is do that more. So so one of the things that we've been trying to do is stories that explain things better and that are longer. But you're right. You know, on the other hand, what what's always hard for people in sites now and journalists is that um, – you know, people don't go, you know, it's not like, like before, right? You know, 20 years ago or something, you sort of knew people would just go to the sites they like, go scroll down, look at all the stories, or turn on the TV when they got home. Now it's like, I'm just like, oh my God, like, if I tweet it this way, if we put it on Facebook, the caption this way, if we do this, if we do that, you know, it's just making sure people see our stuff. Because sometimes it's just like, you work so hard at a story, you put your heart and soul, you have the perfect headline, and it's like, where's the people? Other times it surprises you. You put something on, on social and it's... It just really gets people. There's a connection, and then it gets shared a lot. So I would say that journalism now is half of the story and half is like, Ay, caramba, who's going to be looking at these stories, and how do we make sure that people see them? Well, in Mike's time, it was turn on the radio and get the news. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you can... I'm not going to come in. Okay, um, I'll just get you later. Um, being in journalism for so long, is there any uh, piece of advice you would give, like, your 
your you as a, a rookie journalist yeah. that you yeah. learned? Absolutely. I would say, um, I, I always say this, first of all, I think it's so awesome to be bicultural. If you're bicultural and especially if you're bilingual, I mean, look at someone like myself, sort of jump-started my career. And, and, and to this day, you know, today, the, um, you know, the San Juan mayor, Carmen Julín Cruz, you know, she was, she was at a rally and the video people are like, hey, you know, if you guys can run here and translate something, you know, we can quickly cut the video for you. You know, it's amazing how much if you are bicultural and bilingual, it, it really, you should, you should use it, you should harness it, you should be proud of it, and, and you should use it to, to mine stories from your own personal experiences, from what you know. Um, but I also say just read a lot, get informed, and don't be afraid to raise your hand because there's just so many people out there that I think I always love when people come to me with ideas. You know, we can do a story on this, a story on that. We have interns now that are doing huge stories just because they said, hey, can I write about this? And we're like, sure, why not? So it's, it's a great time. Is your, Sandra, is your life just news all day? Like, are you just no, no, always no, no, searching no. for news? Like, walk us through a day of your no, life. No, 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 no. Well, when I wake, when I wake up, when, bueno, el cafecito. I mean, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. el cafecito. No, just, no, just kidding. But, no, just, yeah, actually, I, I, honestly, Colombian from Costco. My husband makes the oh. best drip coffee. Colombian from Costco. Interesting. We're humble people. Yeah. No, but anyway. But what I was going to say is I do read a lot of news in, all day in, in the morning and whatever. But I also think that, you know, I love, I don't know anybody in the newsroom that doesn't love like their favorite Netflix shows, doesn't love, and I need to like detox in the, at night watch something. Of course, sometimes I love the, the ones like Homeland or, you know, the ones that have to do with like the, the Russians or whatever. But but no, I, I think I think it's really important. I love to read. I'm like in all these book groups. You know, I just, I love fiction. I love, I, I think that you need, I love movies. I was a frustrated movie critic. So I think you need, I don't know, I think journalists also love the whole popular culture thing, you know, and, and in fact, we get a lot of stories from that. Like if, you know, like if there's a Latin actor actor in a movie or a show, you know, we want to interview them. So we get a lot of ideas from that too. I'm curious about your book club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, I assume you have a lot of maybe serious books in there, but do you sometimes throw in just kind of like a Fifty Shades of Grey? Just oh, Bochinche. <laughs> bochinche. Yeah, yeah, no, Bochinche, bestsellers. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Even within our own book group, we have some women writers that some have written like really great novels, and they're not necessarily the real, you know, fancy. I think uh, I think you need that. Like the other day, I was in the in Miami airport, and I have to confess, I read, I bought like Ola. To read about what was going oh, on with I like mean, that, the achievement, but you know yeah. the Spanish queen. It just the pictures look pretty, so you know you what gotta read everything. <laughs> yeah, what color is her hair? Exactly, I you gotta you gotta have things. fun. I feel like you if I was in a book, in your book club, I just feel like self conscious. If I'm like, I don't know if they're gonna think this Harry Potter book is like <laughs> serious or no. <laughs> yeah, like she no. only brings Pulitzer Prize no, winning novels. No, no, no. <laughs> No, no. It's so, fun. so when you wake up in the morning, yeah. when's the first time you're actually absorbing news? And are you getting colleagues hitting you up? Like, how do you balance that up? Because I know a lot of people now wake up to the cell phone reading news. Is that your case? Like, when do you start absorbing some of that news for yourself? Yeah, I would say that I do, you know, the first thing I, if, if something ever happened really big, I, you know, we would get, you know, text or Slack or something like that, or even phone calls, something. So the good news is if I wake up, I use my, my iPhone as an alarm. And if I know that I don't have anything like right there, um, you know, the, the nice thing about, about being part of a larger website is that, you know, the world's not going to fall. You know, we have someone at night, you know, not for Latino, but, you know, NBCnews.com. And I have wonderful colleagues that have our back. So what's really great is that if something happens overnight, 
because uh, we're a small staff, by the way. We're uh, we're we're basically three of us and contributors. Wow, really? That's it. That's NBC Latino. It's three of us and contributors. And wow. if if something happens overnight, you know, we have colleagues that are like in London doing the overnight shift, or LA, let's say, does like nine, you know, like seven, eight o'clock at night, whatever. If I'm somewhere else, like if I'm right here, if they see something fast, they'll put a story and they'll even tag it to our Latino section. So I mean, people have our back because they know. You know, you have to keep it going. Uh, but I would say I pretty much start right when I get on the train. I'm a commuter. I live in Jersey and come into New York. So I spent all the all the train or the bus just, just reading. Um, in your life of journalism, like what are maybe the one or two stories that have oh, impacted you emotionally I have the it. most? Oh, my God. When I got to interview Sonia Sotomayor for Oof. her book, that, that was the experience of my life because... I just, first of all, I recommend to everybody that you read her book. Club, book club. Oh yeah, that's you should start a book club just to read her book because her memoirs about. I mean, she overcome a lot. A lot. You know, she was giving herself diabetic shots when she was like nine or whatever insulin shots. She was wow. a severe diabetic when she was a little girl. She went through you know a lot of stuff. Her family went through a lot of stuff, but she was just like genius. And she, you know, she was just amazing. And what she what she did and how what she went through and the humanity. And I think she ends the, the book, remember correctly, it was something about remembering like when she got, um, you know, sworn in and she saw her mom in the front seat. And I was like, oh, you know, crying the whole time because you can really it, it's such a story of aspiration. So I would say well, that was one of my favorites. Another one that was great was I got a chance to go to Cuba when, you know, the huge Obama administration opening in Cuba. And in 2015, NBCNews.com sent me uh, to write about when they opened the mission. And that was exciting. I got a chance to, you know, you always hear about Cuba, and I had never been there. And to get a chance to talk to just people on the street about their lives, uh, what they like, what they would like better, I found people were so honest, and it was refreshing. And all the things you hear when you're a kid about, oh, people wouldn't say this, or they're not allowed. But then you get to places, and you learn that people are, People just talk, you know, and if you're open, people talk back. And it was just really exciting. Are, are there any stories on the, on the flip side that you've always wanted to cover? Uh, maybe ones that got away that you just haven't been or topics? That yeah, you, just... you know, I still feel a, I think the hardest thing about my job is sometimes I feel a responsibility of like what I know that we still haven't reported on. You know, so, for example, mm -hmm. um, some of the stuff right now with Puerto Rico, I was born and raised there. I was there since I was until I was 18 and then I came here for college and then never went back to live there full time. But, but you know, a lot of stuff about like why think the situation is the way it is right now has a lot to do with our, with sort of the, the way we're structured, you know, the current political. And there's stories like that that I'm like, dang, you know, I have to write more about that because some of us know this. And I think that's what happens um, sometimes when you're part of this um, world of Latino journalism. It's like, it's like there's a dimension that you know doesn't always get covered in the headlines. And, and you want to make sure that you do it right, that people see that we have a lot more facets, that it's not just easy to say, oh, these people are blank or this is that. I think it's important that people see that things are more complicated usually, more complex. And so you guys have your social media, you have the Facebook, you have the Twitter, you have that. What are some of the tools, what are the, some of the positives of having people interactive with your new stuff? Are you guys looking at that? Are you yes. getting ideas of other stories? Like, Tell us a little bit of how that process works engaging with social media. Yeah, you know, we uh, we find, well, first of all, it's, it's amazing because now it's a news gathering tool. So not only is it great to hear people have incredible, you know, the comments that people put, for example, on our Facebook posts or the comments that people put on, on Twitter, but we actually get stories too. Sometimes, you know, that's the 
way, um, we're, we're at the point now where if you look at a lot of our stories, we embed tweets from regular people on a lot of our stories of, you know, because it's to me, it becomes part of the journalism. So today, for example, on, on the story that, that we did on, on the protests in Puerto Rico, a lot of the first images um, were from the tweets and videos and stuff like that. So, you know, now I feel like it's almost like this meshing of like social media. It's not only because that's the way you connect with people, but it's also sometimes like the front lines of how you get a story. The first images, the first quotes, the first sometimes come from from social. So it's both. We get stories and we use social media, you know, in Everybody's our a reporter now. Everybody's That's a contributor. Right. <laughs> That's and right. Mommy, look, they use my pics on NBC. Exactly. Mommy, look. Exactly. That's why I said, no ponga malas palabras, because, you know, I can't put it, there's like swear words. But that, that I can't do. Sometimes, like, there's a great tweet, but then we see the swear word, we're like, damn, oh, we can't use it. Man. Uh, but But other than that, it, it truly is, I, I mean it when I say we, we do use them. And, and if people flag us, you know, we will we will use it. So uh, I think my last question here is like, you know, like many industries, approaches have changed throughout the decades. I'll give you an example. You know, like my husband is a DJ, but when he started, it was vinyl and it was more of a quote unquote skill or tactic that was used. Now everything is computerized and basically anybody could be a DJ. Anybody who has a computer or an iPhone. By the way, cop my new uh, DJ mix CD. (laughs) DJ J. Ferns. DJ J. Ferns. Okay. Yep. I just learned uh, last week. You know, but like... (laughs) The approach in journalism has drastically changed yeah. throughout the years. So now yeah. you have bloggers that have more followers than NBC News. That's right. What is your take on that? And does it dissuade you or do you... Not at all. You at- know, I feel I feel like, you know, it's like everything, right? It's like you have like um, live TV versus you have this. It's like you have Netflix versus you have like when you watch NBC Sports. I think that you need a little bit of everything. I think that you still need, you know... What I hope is that there's always um, the funding and the money because, you know, good journalism, it takes time, it takes resources, it takes practice, right? I mean, if if we're going to give you a story about what's happening, we, we need to get it right. And and the nice thing about working in a place like NBC News, especially for the young journalists that work with us and that we can give opportunities to, is that you have to you have to make sure that you get it right, right? I mean, that's one thing that, that our reputation rests on that. So I, I feel like it's... I know what you mean, and sometimes it's it's great, and sometimes I wish. I mean, I'm you know we all have opinions and commentary, and I'd love to be able to woo write freely or think freely. But I think there's a place for everything. It's just like when you go into a a website that you like and you see the opinion and you see the fun stuff and the lifestyle, and then you see the harder news that makes you think, right? Like, damn, there's like no school funding here or whatever. I think we need all kinds of stories like that, and I think it's um it's okay. I actually think it's a good and I and I think there's still a great future for young people that want to get into into the journalism that still requires, you know, the trying to work in a place that will get you put these facts, check this. If you got this side, get the other side. I mean, we definitely need we definitely need to preserve and protect real news, right? Versus fake news. I mean, we laughed about it before in the segment, but the truth of the matter is it there's so many things that that are not debatable anymore you know things like we know right like we know climate change is happening because the science is there you know stuff like that that really is not debatable that it's our job to really um spread it 
Is, so, oh, oh good. No, I was gonna say, is there space for for uh, Frank Spiracy news? At NBC News, Latino. Can we get honest feedback on Frank's ability <laughs> with the fake news? Does NBC have a space? Hey, for folks, Frank? I got a story. Exactly, <laughs> I got a story. I love that. Hot yeah, off the press. That was hilarious. <laughs> so oh. funny that we thought of the same question. Yeah. Um, wow. My last question, since Rachel said last question is, okay. what about some of your projects? Are, is there anything you have? Any passion projects that you would love to do? Yeah, you know, one thing that I'd like to get more, and I'd love to get your feedback on it, is more stories about identity. You know, there's, I'd like to get, I think there's an intersection of stories that, that is sort of like who we are that can is also funny like I have one contributor that wants to do a story for Mother's Day and she had me cracking up because she said you know there's this whole thing about you know women's empowerment and me too but they'd never met Titi Luisa <laughs> and I said what are you talking about she goes I grew up with these like really strong you know women in Puerto Rico they would kick your tush you know what I mean like they were yeah. like and they were tough and they weren't like the people think that all Latina women are submissive but that's not the women I and I was like well then write it you know that's fun and it's like I think that one of the things that we'd like to do is is more stories about our identity and and going into our histories and going into you know who we are because I I do think that I don't know and that's why I love what you guys do there's such humor to me and in, in like the intersection of our being bicultural right when you try to translate something or someone says something it's just it's just I think that's a real part of who we are so okay my last question is oh my uh, God. only because Mike said he had a last question and Rachel and then Rachel no of and course, course. course. got to be consistent yeah um, uh, how can I get into this book club. Oh. Basically, I want I the deets. Start. I think you. I think we should start one. I think I'm you should start, start one. An LOL, LOL book, club? book club. I mean, LOL book club. I think you should. Yeah. And if you discuss Sonia, invite me. I'll come. Oh man. Well, she's one of the icons that we all look up to. Thank you so much for sharing Thank so much you for knowledge. Me. This is awesome. It's great because we have a very eclectic mix of guests. You know, here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Like I told you before, we interview rappers that come in here with shades on. Um, we now interview journalists with that come in here on. with shades on. And everybody shares such hey, a... Listen, you had Cardi B and you have me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling we like, hope, wow. We hope to have Cardi yeah. B one day. But like everybody shares very different perspectives, but we're all united by those core passion points that make us Latino. We yeah. cannot escape them family, food, music, tradition, culture. Like, we are united by that. And I see that pattern has formed. This is episode, what, um, from the beginning? What are we up to? 53. 53 episodes. That's huge. 53 different guests. No, wait, time out. It's 52. Whatever. 52, (laughs) 53. It's not a big difference. But they all are interconnected by those passion points. And I think we are the only segment that can do that. No, you're right. You're right. And that's why I love your stuff. I really do. I think it's great to make. I think through that laughter, it's just like you're reminding us of who we are. It's awesome. That's who we are as a people. Well, Sandra, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We have one more segment to go. Thanks for having me. And then we'll let you go. We won't hold you captive anymore because we know there's news that you want to check. Thank you. Uh, let's do the que lo que. Un, dos, tres, vamos a bailar otra vez. Que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que. Un, dos, tres, meneate otra vez. Que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que. Que lo que, que lo que. Okay, this is que lo que. This is it. Sandra, please tell everybody, que lo que. Que lo que. Um, okay, all you guys have to go right now and like like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we're easy. NBC Latino. Who can forget that? NBC Latino. <laughs> so do it so you can follow all the great stories we're talking about. And also reach out to us. Tell us how you, how you like it. 
Sandra, thank you. All right, who goes next? Anybody? Um, I want to give a shout out to the Room 28. Next Room 28 show is May 11th at 9.30 p.m. Bragging rights. Uh, bragging rights. It's Chillville versus Room 28. It's going to be a sketch comedy competition that gets very heated and competitive. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there might there might be some violence at the end, depending on who, who wins or loses. But it's fun, too. So check it out. 9.30, May 11th. Uh, and, and if you come, definitely root for, root for Room 28. I mean, yeah. we don't want no Chillville people showing up there. So And uh, my social, go to Jay Fern's uh, Instagram. Um, my shout-out is for Uptown Collective, the 7th Annual Food and Drink Boulevard on May 9th from 6 to 10. It's going to be located on the Frederick Douglass Boulevard from 112th to 124th Street. For the... <clears throat> CorrienteLatina.com Go check out their website They got some reviews For the Tribeca Film Festival Some of the movies They were premiered there uh, And a special shout out To Carlos Santos Who is going to be Having a UCP show The Spanish Aki Presents May 4th 10.30 And Luis Guzman Is going to be doing A cameo Damn I hope we can squeeze it in After we host that thing That would be great to go to Yes And then a- another special shout out We have Zule Antonio From Uptown Girls Uptown Girls yes. Podcast so make sure you go to check their stuff out. We'll put the link out there and shout out to her. Okay, so big shout out to our partners at Yero.com. That's L-L-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. <laughs> this week they go behind the scenes with hip-hop pioneer Rich Crazy Legs Colon and his organization Rocksteady for Life, which is working to rebuild Puerto Rico. So visit Yero.com for the whole story. A quick um, shout out to Zule. Thanks for coming. Uh, bragging rights May 11th. Just I want to drop the URL. It's the pit-nyc.com for tickets. They're only $10. Very affordable. So buy one for you and your neighbor and come laugh with us. Um, shout out to us May 4th, May 5th, and May 17th. Bago and I will be at Alianza Dominicana for Kelvin Grullon's one-man Oscar Wow show. We'll be mm. hosting. That's going to be exciting. And I think we should make it public that Room 28 has another show coming up. This is our signature show. We do two a year. That's going to be June 2nd at the Soho Playhouse. So stay tuned to Room 28 Comedy social media handles on how to get tickets. They'll go live pretty soon. And you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. Thank you very much. And finally, we have another que lo que from our special guest and host from the game before, Flaco Navaja. Hello. <laughs> Snaps. Que lo que, uh, Flaco Navaja, you can follow me on all social media, Flaco Navaja. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and um yeah please come check out evolution of a sonero it's a solo show with a three-piece salsa band um and it's at the puerto rican traveling theater may 10th 11th and 12th on the 12th we have two shows one at 3 p.m one at 8 p.m and that's at the puerto rican traveling theater which is on 47th street off of 8th avenue check out tickets online at pregones P-R-T-T dot O-R-G or check out my social medias. Yeah. Thank you for coming. We have been fan. I mean, I've been a fan of yours for a long, Thank long you. time. I've been a fan longer. Uh, I don't yeah. think so. Have Virginia. you, can I just tell you something? When you sing Hector Lavoe's music, it's like you're there. It's like you're in the 70s watching him perform on stage. You Thank transform, you. bro. It's crazy. Thank you. It's so awesome. Everybody has to check out Flaco Navaja. Everybody should know about him, but if you don't, Look it up. Cool. Uh, look him up. So, okay. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you to our live studio audience. You 
You guys came, you laughed, you clapped, you snapped. Thank you so much. You looked at your watches. Um, it's great. Yeah. They did? No, I don't know. And You've been here a while. It's been a, it's been a good show. Yeah. But to everybody who's leaving us reviews, thank you so much. Please continue to do so. We want iTunes to pay attention to us. Our goal, we're just going to come out and say it, or I will. We want to get on that noteworthy page on Apple Podcasts. We want Apple to know about us. And the only way they're going to know about us is if you tell them about us. Mm. So we need reviews, and we need likes, and we need you to share it on your social media. Please help us. And to those that have already done so, thank you so much. And uh, I think we out. Oye, mijo, que show es ese que están escuchando. Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.